Hi there, this is Gerald Salenti, and it's Trends This Week on Progressive Radio Network. Great being here. Thank you for having me. And um, every week is a freak week in a new world order. Yep. So what's going on? Well, let's start with the markets because, you know, I don't mean going to the market. The market doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, everything is run by the uh, multinationals. So the markets, the small markets and the mom and pops, he's gone. But on to some uh, economic news. Well, gold. You know, I talk about gold a lot. And I've been a big gold fan since I'm a youth. That's right. When I was, uh, let me see, when I was 30 years old, I started buying gold. 32. And um, it'd be earlier than that. Yes, 19, yeah, 1978. Yes, yeah, so I was 32. And. Um, My first buy was around $187.50 an ounce. Today, gold is $14,010. And I've been on Progressive Radio Network a number of years on Gary Null for a decade. And I call it as I see it, not like I want it. So being that I've been investing in gold for many years... Win some, lose some, sell some. <laughs> Life goes up and down. The last six years I've been negative on gold. And I said it wasn't going anywhere. And I've changed that forecast on June 6th of this year. With a headline story, the gold bull run. And that's no bull or BS, I should say. The gold right now is moving up past the breakout point, the first one, and that was 1385. When I made that forecast, gold was at 1332 an ounce. And I said that it was going to break out because it broke past the 1425 mark, which, uh, 1325 mark, which was holding it back. And when stabilized a little bit above 1325, I said, this is the beginning. The Federal Reserve is going to lower interest rates. Yesterday, the economics minister quit in Mexico. On Sunday, Erdogan, prime minister of Turkey, or president, fired the European Central Bank head.
what's happening there's a global slowdown and they need to pump more cheap money into the system to keep the bull running the bull is addicted it's addicted to cheap money I call it monetary methadone and now we just heard today that Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell He's signaling that a rate cut is coming. Stocks jumped to record highs Wednesday after testimony from Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell bolstered the case for easier money or easier monetary policy in the USSAA. So, that means more stock buybacks, more mergers and acquisitions, more addicts, being able to play their game and get high. That's all this is about. So gold prices. As I've said, you've heard me say many, 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 many times, it has to break over 1450 to really gain strength. And I believe that's going to happen. And when it does, I anticipate a very sharp spike toward... The 2,000 mark. And again, I believe it's going to happen because you're going to get more and more pressure from President Trump to pump up the markets. And that means the Federal Reserve lowering interest rates. Over the weekend, he went after them again, saying they don't know what they're doing. They got a low interest rates. So this is this is real. The Federal Reserve. You don't get to be chairman of them. You don't get to be appointed there unless you're a member of the team. You don't think for yourself. They'll bow to pressure. And there's going to be a lot of pressure from Trump to keep this economy going strong because corporate earnings are coming out and they're not looking very good. Matter of fact, 77% of the corporations are expecting lower corporate earnings. So, that's where we're at on the economic front. We expect a slowdown, the global Economy is slowing down. Oh, and by the way, on the gold front, China's reserves just jumped on the uh, top gold consumer. China's reserves jumped to 87.27 billion from 79.83 billion at the end of May. A lot of central banks this year have bought up, or last year, have the biggest buys of gold since since 50 years. So they know what's coming. And oil prices are another one to look at. There's too much oil, too much supply and not enough demand.
Oil's moving up a little bit today on gains of sharp supply drop, whatever that means. Well, it means that their reserves went down further than they thought. So oil is selling at $66 a barrel for Brent crude. I mention this because the importance of what's going on in the Middle East. The United States putting sanctions on Venezuela, of course, and then in the Middle East, Iran. Saudi Arabia needs oil at $100 a barrel for its economy to break even. And the United States, Israel, and Saudi Arabia have formed an alliance against Iran. And it just keeps heating up. Iran steps closer to a nuclear bomb. How we got here, and what's next? This is the New York Times story. They're saying Iran's closer to a nuclear bomb. And they're saying that Iran is in violation now of the nuclear agreement that the United States backed out of. So how could they be in violation of it? So, Iran's major general said that Iran will never pursue a nuclear weapon and that the whole world knows that. That's a quote. And then, Iran denies seeking nuclear weapons and refers to a religious decree issued in the early 2000s by Supreme Leader Ali Hosani Khamenei, not Khomeini, K-H-A-M-E-N-E-I, that forbids, quote, Khamenei, that forbids the production, stockpiling, and use of weapons of mass destruction, and specifically nuclear arms, end quote. So that's what they say. But John Bolton, our sick, demented, psychopath, national security advisor, can you imagine a national security advisor what? says the U.S. is determined, quote, to increase the pressure on Iranian regime until it abandons its nuclear weapons program. Iran says it doesn't have a nuclear weapons program. And that they're allowed to enrich uranium. But that's not allowed. It's the United States that broke the deal. So Iran, going back to the economy, if things break out on the Middle East, you're going to see the global economy crash. Oil prices spike above 100 bucks, it's over. Can't take it. The world can't take it. 
and neither could the equity markets that have been artificially boosted up. And by the way, if anybody likes to call, the number is 888-874-4888-888-874-4888 if you have any questions, answers, or whatever, whatever. An EU lesson on combating vote meddling. This is the front page of the toilet paper record a few days ago. The European Union began an ambitious effort this year to combat election interference. An early warning system that would sound alarms about Russian propaganda. Europe's early struggles offer lessons for other nations, including the United States. where intelligence officials expect Russia to try to intervene in next year's presidential election. What BS? What BS? <clears throat> there was never any proof, never one shred of evidence that Russia had anything to do with hacking in to the DNC or influencing the American election. Oh, they said that they spent $110,000 on Facebook running ads. You know what Hillary Clinton spent on a campaign? $1.4 billion. $1.4 billion. So tell me. What difference does it make spending 100000 plus bucks? And major corporations spend 10 times more than that and get very little from it on Facebook. That's no money anymore. But that's the propaganda that they keep putting out. And they keep putting it out with headlines like Iranians threaten to extend nuclear breaches. That's the Wall Street Journal. How about nuclear breaches? How about the United States breaching an agreement illegally? That doesn't mean anything. Propaganda, propaganda, or impropaganda, as I like to say. Say, you see what happened over there in Hong Kong with those demonstrations? A couple of million people taken to the streets, a place with about 7.5 million people and a couple of million out in the street. Can you imagine that in the United States? People taken to the street day after day, week after week? <laughs> no way. So what happened? That extradition bill that they were fighting against 
where China said if anybody that they want to extradite to mainland China could be extradited under the law and they fought against, it's dead. And for how long, but yet the people fought, and here there's no fight in this country. People are fighting about the dumb old craps and the repulsive kins. My freak is better than your freak. My fool is better than your fool. My lie doesn't lie as much as your lie. My president didn't kill as many people as your president did. Bush is better than Obama. Clinton's better than Reagan. <laughs> what a freak show. And now we got the Trump card. You couldn't have a wilder card in the White House. An Independence Day fiasco. Fourth of July, honoring the troops. Dun, 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 dun. Has nothing to do with Independence Day. And now we become that country that the founding fathers revolted against, the king. We got the king in the White House. The king could take us to war anytime he wants. Doesn't need Congress. The king's in charge. All over the world, you're seeing people getting up and protesting. But not in the USSA. No guts. Gutless country. People are fighting about nothing. Identity politics. You don't need a clearer example of identity politics than what was in the toilet paper of record, the New York Times, this past Friday. I buy this newspaper because I got to read what's going on in the world. It's become less and less valuable, but there's nothing else much out there anymore. Well, I go online, I still need, you know, in-depth reporting. There's very, very little of it left. So this is on page 815, front section. New York. The New York Times. Gay, femme, non-binary. How identity shaped these 10 New Yorkers. What do I care how 10 New Yorkers were shaped? Well, the New York Times cares. A full page, front page, one guy, or I shouldn't say guy, I'm sorry. I'm a nerdy, non-binary, trans-femme film editor who loves reptiles. Jacob Jane Gervich, 32. What do I care? A full page of this guy. Uh, I'm sorry, nerdy, non-binary, trans-femme film editor who loves reptiles. Let's see. We turn the page. Another two full pages. Two full pages of gay, femme, non-binary, how identity shaped these 10 New Yorkers. I'm a proud ginger breakfast lover, Eagle Scout, and transgender bisexual journalist. 
He attended an all-boys Catholic high school. Well, that could have set him in a different direction. <laughs> Those disgusting priests have done. He tried to cover it up, you know. That didn't start breaking out until the early 2000s. I went to Catholic school. I beat up by a nun. May she rot in hell. Sister Marie Rosero perforated my middle ear and broke my eardrum. I could no longer go swimming, and I was a great water skier at 10 years old. I could no longer get my ears wet. But I'm just thankful, as I say, Father Foley was a ladies' man. I'm a kinky femme, poly dyke, brazen, authentic, sanguine, perverted. What do I care? I'm a Latino who identifies as gender fluid and pansexual. I'm a book and PC loving childish trans man gamer geek. That's what's called news today. Junk. Worthless junk. I'm mentioning this because this is what America focuses on. Not that we're being robbed blind by the 0.1%. Not that all our antitrust laws have been eliminated so the multinationals could own everything and you become, a, as we all are, workers on the global plantation of Slavelandia. No fight in this country on the major issues. How about war and peace? Could anybody handle that? Any nerdy, non-binary trans femme? Or uh, proud ginger breakfast lover, transgender bisexual? Or a PC-loving childish trans man gamer geek? Or a straight cat? Or oh, kitten. How about standing up against the wars and the murder and the corruption and the thievery? No. We're going to make big stories about this so we get your mind off the important things. Anybody read my book, What Zizzy Gave Honey Boy, a true, true story about love, wisdom, and the soul of America? My Aunt Zizzy, may her soul rest in peace. Zizzy's the Neapolitan dialect for auntie. Auntie means Zia is aunt. Zizzy is your auntie. She used to call me Honey Boy. Yep. Honey Boy's for me. Love that sweet honey. And you could call me a uh, straight Napolitano born in the Bronx. We loved ladies as a little boy, and I have the proof in my book. But since he gave Honey Boy and me and Teresa McKelvey in our first communion, holding hands, smiling, we used to kiss in religious instructions in the basement of Christ the King Church. You teach in the Catholic Church, they can receive the body and blood of Christ at seven years old because you reach the age of reason. Can you imagine this? Reach the age of reason. 
Yeah, I reached the age of reason, all right. All I wanted to do was kiss the lovely ladies. Yep, I admit it, I admit it. And of course, when I got older, a little bit more. I love the opposite sex. I'm an Italian, I'm a romantic. Is that okay? How about, how about writing, putting me in that story, along with the gay, femme, non-binary? How about straight? I said to this guy, you know, bartender, the place I go, you know, they have the gay pride parade. What happens to have a straight pride parade? The guy got all angry at me for saying that. Caused, called me homophobic, or accused me of being homophobic. And of course, I got a lot of homo sexual friends, a number of them. We all kid around, joke around, hang around. I could care less who anybody is or what they do. None of my business who they are, and then none of their business who I am. As long as you respect each other, mind our own business, and it goes back to war. Mind your own business, stay home. These wars in the Middle East, Islamic fundamentalists, all it is is Crusades 2000. I wonder how they became Islamic fundamentalists. Couldn't be because of the United States slaughter of people in the Middle East. Couldn't be because of our policy with Israel against the Palestinians. Now, none of that had anything to do with anything. So there's no fight in this country anymore. And I go back to what's going on in Hong Kong. They fought against the Chinese government. That's no small task. And they won. They won. The people in Sudan been protesting. Now they have an agreement where the military will run the country for a while and then they'll transition to a non-military government. Will it happen? I don't know. But they have an agreement. And it happened because the people protested. Occupy peace, it's a dirty word. Doesn't exist. All the candidates, only Tulsi Gabbard on the Democratic side. So that's what we got. And if you see it differently, let me know. Because the number to call is 1-888-8. It's 1-888 or 888. Forget the 1. 888-874-4888. In America... The land of the freaks. Yep. All you got to do is look who's running us. It's a freak show. You know, on a positive end, I believe there's going to be a peace treaty in Afghanistan. And there'll be one also in North Korea. Yep. 
And I think they're going to wait until next year before it happens so Trump could take credit for it. And there's some other positive things going on on the war front. The United Arab Emirates is withdrawing from Yemen. I mentioned Sudan. They have mercenaries from Sudan that the Saudis pay to go fight over there. People are broke over in Sudan. In the United States, of course, we got Joe Biden leading the race. He's back up there again. Yep. Led the nation. Helped lead us to the march to war against the rock invasion. Arrogant, worthless piece of garbage. And that's what we have on both sides. It's the garbage, man. It's a freak show. But... There's some resistance in some places. Algeria. Riots going on. Demonstrations, I should say. Going on week after week. Month after month. Nothing here. I mentioned about pulling out of Yemen. United Arab Emirates. The American news has pulled out of Yemen a long time ago. Well, we're going to take a break and be back in a few. And don't forget, if you have any questions or answers, 888-874-4888. Be right back. PRPRN. PRN. PRN. Progressive Radio Network. Stay tuned. Tuned. Hi, this is John Lobel. You can hear my show Visionaries at 10 a.m. on Mondays on PRN. And guess what? PRN now has its own app. So you've always been able to listen to our shows by going to your web browser and putting in prn.fm. And then you can listen to the current show that's on air. But you can now download onto your smartphone Android and iPhone, our PRN browser, search for it in your app store, and you can listen live to whatever's on at the moment. So download now our PRN.FM app. Get your daily dose of happy each morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on PRN. LOA Today is expanding to appear on PRN now five mornings per week, Monday through Friday. I'm Walt Keeson, the host of LOA Today. The way you start your day sets the tone for the rest of the day, so start it happy. We explore the realm of positive psychology, the law of attraction, and the power of positive thinking. And we have a heck of a lot of fun in the process. You'll find yourself smiling each morning. That's LOA Today, weekday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time here on PRN. Progressive Radio Network, the station for critical issues from critical minds. Thank you. 
And we got E from Edgewater. Everybody, welcome back. And again, if you have any questions or answers, call us at 888-874-4888. Hello there, E from Edgewater. Hello there, Gerald. How are you, buddy? I'm fine. All right. I, I, I can't seem to find anybody to either admit or say they, they voted for either Hillary or Trump. And you would think with 67 million people voting for Hillary and 64 million people voting for Trump, I'd be able to find one person. You know, when I go to the movies or I go to a flea market, I go to a concert, any place where there's a lot of people, I, I run my own poll. And it's taken me now three years. I still can't find anybody that will say they voted for one of those two schmucks. Uh, no, I, find, I know a lot of people have voted for both of them. Do you? Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know you say you lived up there in the Bronx, and, and I worked at the Yonkers Toll Barrier, you know, Yonkers uh, Raceway over there. I made a living hitting uh, horse races, triples at the Yonkers Raceway. For 40 years, from 15 to 55, I made a living picking horses like that. It was wow. very difficult, but I was able to do it, and I made... Not a killing. I made maybe ten grand a year to subsidize my three days of driving a taxi in the city because driving <laughs> a taxi in the city is a death uh, is a death warrant, whatever you call it. So yeah, I remember. I, I did it race. only. I only did it three days a week. Anyway, clippity 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 clop. Yonkers Raceway hits the spot. Hardest racing yeah, each day night. Yonkers Raceway. Yes, that's right. So I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, so any other questions you got there? Uh, anything else about what's going on in the world? Huh? Any other uh, comments? Yeah, I was, uh, I, I was about to say that it's very hard to be a trend forecaster nowadays. Ever since 9-11, they've changed things up where it's all under control and everything's... Reality has turned into fantasy, and fantasy is now reality. Well, you know, it's always been hard. I mean, you go back and, you know, remember uh, the Gulf of Tonkin incident that never happened. But, of course, then, you know, the media, they didn't have embedded reporters back then. The reporters are free to do what they wanted to do. And that's how they show the atrocities happening. And I love the word embedded reporters. They're in bed with the, with the, with the military. They're not embedded. They're in bed with. So, yeah, you don't have that. You have, you have now you just have uh, six companies controlling over 90% of the media. And, of course, that's why people tune into Progressive Radio Network and subscribe to the Trends Journal. You know, we, we, we're changing our formats. We've gone from a quarterly to a monthly, and now we're considering even going weekly. And um, I was thinking Time Magazine, 
I was big when I was a kid growing up. Time Magazine, last week's news tomorrow, and the Trends Journal, it's tomorrow's news today, history before it happens. So it's your choice. Do you want time or do you want trends? And that's what most people don't do. And when you look at what's going on in the media world today, people are reading less and less and learning less and less. We become dumbed down to levels far beyond. So you say most people won't admit what, they, what they've done. Most people have no clue what's going on. Newspapers have shrunk to nothingness. And, and people just get their, their, their information and sound bites and Instagrams and, and tweets and uh, Facebooks and on and on. So the, the, the depth of information and in being a trend forecaster Yes, in one sense it's harder, but in another sense it's easier in one way, and that is that most people can't see anything coming. So may we we see less, but we still see a hundred times more. And corporations have dumbed down to the levels they don't even have strategic planners anymore that are real trend forecasters. Rarely did they have them before. And there's no really universities or colleges in the United States or much of the world that teach people how to look ahead, trend forecasting, but you could get a degree in history. So anyway, thanks for calling in, E. And um, anybody else has any questions, feel free to call in at 888-874-4888. So here's a story last week that caught some interest and it has tying in with what he said about, you know, the, there's so much less media out there and, and less information to, to learn from anti-vaccination group push homeschooling. The New York Alliance of vaccine rights last week hosted a four hour workshop called homeschooling 101. Hundreds of parents attended the event where the host explained academic course requirements, individual home instruction plans, and extracurricular activities for home school students. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think this is great. The school system stinks. It's highway robbery, the taxes they charge us, homeowners. I never had children. The taxes I've been paying over the years are ridiculous for a moronic system. If the system was worth anything, do you think our nation would be having the problems it has? Homeschooling. In my book, Trends 2000, I wrote about Interactive U. Interactive University. In 1996. Over 20 years ago. It's just starting to happen. And homeschooling could bring more of that on. And they're doing it in many nations, particularly India. Online learning. God forbid you should talk about anti-vaccination. It's banned now. You know that. It's perfectly normal in the sick minds of big pharma that control a big section of our government 
to inject a child that just comes out of the mother's womb with all of these drugs. How, I mean, to me, if you don't want to get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated, your choice. But no, you got to get vaccinated because we get paid off by the uh, pharmaceutical industry to tell you what to do. Like we get paid off by everybody else. Morons and imbeciles call it campaign contributions. Adults call it bribes and payoffs. And there's another element to this as well of what's going on in this whole new world of interactive education. Virtual pre-K closes a gap. Fowler, California. David Cardinos, a mechanic and a mayor of Fowler, Those families in his town want high-quality and free day-long preschool, but the options are thin, blah, 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 blah. So, Mr. Cardenos recently signed an unusual preschool alternative that a group from Utah presented to him. This is something I've never seen before. I wanted to be on the front line right away. He's referring to a kindergarten readiness program for four-year-olds that take place almost entirely online. It's online learning. People are addicted to these online things already. So virtual pre-K, why not? I think virtual reality could bring a whole new level of education. You don't get all these teachers that get these degrees because they pass some stupid test given by a state that automatically qualifies them to teach you. You can now have the best teachers in the world, anybody that you want, with interactive you. Virtual classrooms. You know, have all the children that you want. The more you have, the more you should pay for school. I don't want to pay for them. That's your decision. I'll pay something. The less you have, the less you pay. By the way, that's one of my campaign slogans, too, with this obesity issue. The more you weigh, the more you pay in taxes. Because you're going to, look, you know, the, the, the studies are coming out showing the problems that we have with obesity, the cost, we wrote about it, ready to explode, one of our top 10 trends. You're seeing it everywhere. So I don't want to pay for that. I should have a right not to. You want to do what you want to do, do what you want to do. I don't care, but I don't want to pay for it. And the same thing with these school things. The system stinks, it's a joke. A sick joke at that. So, going back to interactive education, I think that, I know that's the future. 
The United States will be way behind the curve because of the pressures that we have from the entrenched government. Well, these people, they work how many days a year? And then they get vacation? And they get the pensions and benefits that state workers and county workers and city workers get? So anyway, now we got David from Brooklyn. Hey, David. Uh, I seem to be um, a person uh, that seems to be upset about the difference in uh, the reporting about those children at the Mexican border who are being uh, mistreated and uh, abused. And uh, I think about, uh, in the recent, a few months ago, the uh, Israeli army was uh, murdering people left and right uh, between the uh, West Bank and uh, Israel. And, you know, uh, I don't think people were upset about that as much as they... Up, I, I really can't. I can't hear what David is saying. Could you call back and maybe we'll get a clearer connection? You folks at the PRN there, can I give it another shot? All right, he's gone. Gone but not forgotten. I want to hear what David has to say. You know, story, you know, talking about um, before I was, I was talking about Iran. And I don't think we're going to have a war with Iran, by the way. I want to make that clear. Israel might, and Saudi Arabia, but and the United States might get involved in it. But the threat's too great. And the threat is real. They could wipe out our troops very easily in the Straits of Hormuz. This is 21st century war. And uh, if the United States attacks... They're going to they're going to retaliate. <clears throat> and Iran's already threatening to sink U.S. warships and destroy army bases. If the United States tries to attack them. The commander said his name is Hossein Dejah. Said that American bases are within the range of our missiles our missiles will destroy their aircraft carriers if they make a mistake. Americans are very well aware of the consequences of a military confrontation with Iran. I thought we were going to get into one, but I don't see that happening anymore. And again, Trump claimed that he was ready to strike Iran, but he backed down at the last minute when he realized the death toll. To me, that's BS. He backed down because of what the consequences may have been. We can fight wars all we want. The nation's falling apart. In a city near you, the roads stink. The transportation system, our mass transportation system is a sick joke. We got sick people running our governments. More money for war, but 
Chicago water meter program halted after testing reveals lead contamination. Yep. They've been hiding it for five years. And uh, now they just came out. As of 2017, the city has launched 510 homes with 22% demonstrating elevated, has tested 510 homes with 22% demonstrating elevated levels of lead concentration. In 2018, the Chicago Tribune documented results from hundreds of Chicagoans that had taken the city up and lead testing kits. They found lead in water in nearly 70% of the nearly 3,000 homes tested. And you know what the... um, Limits are for lead contamination, the concentration limits. How about nothing? But we could fight wars, kill people. And, you know, it's going down on the, on the borders. You know, as I said, you know, last week we celebrated the overthrow of the Honduran government by Hillary Clinton and the Obama administration. And where are the people flooding out of Honduras, Salvador, Guatemala, and Mexico? Ah, Ross Perot just passed away. I remember Ross Perot very well and was involved with his campaign to some extent. I have a photograph of me and John Connolly, the former governor of Texas, in front of the book depository, or the side of the book depository. That's the picture that you see, the front, that's not the front, it's the side with his wife, Nellie, back in 1992, two weeks before the election, with Pat Cadell, who was the pollster at that time for Perot. So I was, got involved in it because of my book, Trend Tracking, that I wrote, came out in 1989. Far better than Megatrends, Time Magazine. I had forecast a candidate like Ross Perot. Yep. He was a good guy. And he warned about the sucking sound. The great sucking sound. That would result from NAFTA. And he was right. And Al Gore, another boy born on third base and thought he hit a home run. Daddy was Senator Gore. He said to Perot that because of NAFTA, it would stop the flow of immigrants, Mexican migrants coming into America. (laughs) It didn't happen. All NAFTA did was what bringing China into the World Trade Organization did. And that's let corporations go to other countries to get cheap labor to make what they need. People don't benefit. Not in today's world. Yeah, that was someday. I have a photo again, again of me, John Connolly, his wife, Nellie in front of the book depository.
It was the first time back since the assassination. He said what happened that day. I heard, heard there are three shots, they said. Uh, when we come to that November 22nd, I'll tell the whole story. That's a day, by the way, November 22nd, of course, the day that Kennedy was assassinated. Every day I watch to see what coverage the news gives it. And you know what they give? Virtually nothing. Forgotten. I get a kick about these politicians that say they want to leave a legacy. What legacy? Who the hell cares what you did? Leave a legacy for your children that you gave them what they needed to be so they were better than you. Legacy. Who cares? What do I care what people think of me after I'm dead? What when I'm alive? For me, hell is taking that last breath and knowing the per- you're not, I wasn't the person I said I was or could have been. That's my hell. Legacy. What do I care? Do what I can do. And that's it. You're dead. Who cares what people think about you? <laughs> but anyway, I think about the legacy of FDR because it's forgotten and it's an example of Again, you watch the newspapers on November 22nd. Listen to the news. Lucky to get it mentioned. And then that day, go do a Google search. You see how many people really wrote about it and talked about it and broadcast about it. So as we're wrapping up, I want to wrap up the markets. You know me, I'm always going for that gold. Eh, Gold is out at $1,408.50, up $11.50 on the day. And on the market front, Dow's up nearly 100. Now, I believe the Dow is going to go up a little bit more, but not a lot. And what's going to weigh it down are earnings. It's all in the numbers. Everything else, eh. It's all in the numbers. So that's where we're at. And Trump is going to do everything he can to keep hounding the Federal Reserve to lower interest rates, and they're going to do it. By the way, apartment sales are way up. Home sales not doing great nationally because people can't afford to buy, so they're renting. They've got to keep lowering interest rates so more people can buy and boost up the markets. And that's what we're going to see coming. So that's going to keep the markets higher. It will also allow, as the United States lowers interest rates, other nations around the world to lower interest rates so the dollar doesn't get too strong. 
Because a strong dollar, they can't lower their interest rates. <clears throat> Most commodities are based in dollars. So, and the weaker the dollar goes, the higher gold goes. So a weaker dollar allows, because you buy about 40% of the commodities are dollar-based. So the weaker the dollar goes, that's better for other countries as well. And Trump wants interest rates down, and he's El Presidente, and he'll play the Trump card. So this is Gerald Salenti. Thank you for having me on Progressive Radio Network. Do all you can to support PRN, Occupy Peace, and subscribe to the Trends Journal. I'm going to see you next week. Thank you. Tell the lunar, mama, 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 mama